All right, hi everybody. Uh, today's uh, December 4th, 2018, and this is SMB's weekly Options Tribe webinar. Uh, we hold these webinars every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern throughout the year, uh, with the idea being that we want to give you information that will help you to improve your game as an options trader. I want to point out that SMB Training is not a broker-dealer, and we're doing these webinars you know, purely for educational purposes. Today's webinar will not contain any live positions. Everything's going to be hypothetical, uh, computer-simulated trades, and therefore not subject to the market factors of liquidity, slippage, and commissions. also want to point out that options trading is risky. Your online broker has a document which explains the risks of options trading, so please uh, obtain that document, read it carefully. If you decide to trade options, um, you should only do so after you get a good education, paper trade, back test for a long time, and then if you do start trading, trade with a very, very small amount of capital relative to your net worth and your income. That way, as you're in your learning process, you won't, you won't be risking a lot of your hard-earned money. So with that, I would like to uh, welcome back to the Options Tribe, John Locke, who is going to be talking about the option strategy that adapts to all market conditions. So I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to know about a strategy that adapts to all market conditions. Do you, John? Uh, especially after today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right. Very big market move in the markets today. And, you know, realistically, if you're looking at what the market's been doing, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. We had a record up move not too long ago, so, or, or a near record up move. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. Now, today, because of uh, we need to stay on a, a tight time frame, uh, John's got a lot of material to cover, which is good news for everybody. And we want him to be able to get through that. Right, right. We have a lot of stuff here, and I want to show you some trades. So, you know, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and do that then. So, we're here to talk about the M21, and I'm always excited when I when I talk about this strategy. It's it's a different than a lot of other strategies where it is not a trade, but rather a systematic way to uh, analyze uh, the market and then build a trade plan around whatever the market happens to be doing. So move forward here, and this is the normal disclaimer stuff Seth went over, so we will uh, run past that. So who am I? If you, if you don't know who I am, uh, I, I'm a trading performance coach and a wealth coach. We have two websites that we run. We run financialfreedomclassroom.com, where my wife and I, we do financial and wealth coaching. We also run lockingyoursuccess.com, where we do uh, trading system development. Uh, we help traders with trade performance, trading psychology, and business skills if they choose to go out on their own and try and trade full-time. We, I am a professionally trained life coach and strategic intervention coach with Tony Robbins. I'm also a certified master instructor of NLP. I've traded with uh, Richard Bandler, the co-developer of NLP. I'm a, a master hypnotist as well. And we use all these things that I learned from these guys to help you guys be better traders. Well, a challenge that a lot of high-probability traders face is you know they expect to run the same strategy every month with the expectation that the strategy is going to match the market environment enough to avoid losses. And when they do this, a lot of people have the expectation that uh, you know they're they're looking for like the perfect strategy. But the reality is, it doesn't matter what strategy you trade. It doesn't matter if it's one of mine. It doesn't matter if it's somebody else's. It doesn't matter if it has a very flat T plus zero line. The reality is, is all these strategies have their weaknesses, and there are going to be times when they draw down significantly, sometimes for a significant period of time. It's just 
the way trading is. It's like gravity. I can't, we can't do anything about gravity, right? So, but that being the case, what happens is, is, is they'll get into these market neutral trades and they'll run through one of these bad periods. And a lot of people will tend to gravitate more and more towards strategies with these higher and higher and higher win ratios. And as with anything you do with trading, Whenever you do something to try and benefit in one area, it's, it's gonna, it's, there's going to be a cost in another area. So the cost of gravitating towards very high win ratio strategies is that they have a whole lot more risk, especially structural risk. And they generally, they're going to, they, well, they will generate substantially lower long-term returns. And what ends up happening with a lot of people, unfortunately, is they end up in these very high probability trades that are fairly complex and they have very, very high risk to reward ratios and they make generally fairly low returns on capital. And if they did win all the time, that wouldn't be a problem. But the reality is they are going to take very big losses anyway. And sometimes for extended periods of time and the losses on these strategies, they tend to be, tend to be um, uh, a lot more than what the average win might be on the strategy, which means, you know, you can lose one trade, take out a year, or two years, even without increasing your trade size. And if you have multiple losses, that can be catastrophic for a lot of people. So, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about the difference between a high probability trade versus high probability trading. And there is a big difference, right? So entering the same high probability trade consistently, regardless of what's happening in the market, is not the same as high probability trading. The reality is, is you can have situations that pop up in the charting and this happens you know uh, quite regularly where you know if you put on a certain high probability trade and you compare it to what's going on in the environment that trade's not so high probability anymore matter of fact a lot of times there's a there's a very high probability that your 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 trade's going to lose so you know i am of the of the school or of the perspective that you know we should consider everything or much more than just the probability of the trade itself when we're trading. And high probability trading, when we do that, we're actually utilizing every resource at our disposal in a way that gives us the highest probability of making as much money as possible with the least amount of risk as possible given the current market situation because the market situation does matter. So with the M21, what we're trying to do is we're trying to, to truly put all, all the odds in your favor, right? It's about educating yourself to fully understand the positioning or the strategies, uh, understanding the market situation, understanding how positions interact with the market, and then create truly high probability trade plans and strategies for the specific situation you happen to be in at any given time. Now, to do this, the M21 uses three powerful trading strategies and that you can get here SMB. The, the system does not train you on the specific strategies. We have courses for those. So this is a higher level program. But you know, first we like to see people learn the M3, learn the bearish butterfly, learn the rock thoroughly and completely, and then move on beyond that point. So any one of these strategies, you know, we've had these out for years now. I mean, bearish butterfly since 2007, right? The M3 we've been trading since 2007. I mean, the courses aren't that old, but uh, but the, we've been trading the strategy since then, the rock since I think 2009. So we have a really good track record. Long term, the strategies are fantastic, uh, and like with any other strategy, the they have their strengths and their weaknesses, right? Uh, these three strategies have their strengths and weaknesses in different locations, which is good. And, um, you know, if you look at the M3, 
you know, over time you'll do fine, but you will run through the cycles. Same thing with all the other trades and any other trades you can think of. So the M3 is a high probability, low drawdown trading system that is designed to teach position management. The bearish butterfly is a high probability, high yield trade or trading strategy that teaches how to handle uh, scaling in and out of positions, uh, as well as high delta and high gamma positions. The rock is designed to teach how to dynamically adapt to market conditions based on how the volatility skew situation is represented in the T plus zero line profile, and you know how that is likely to shift when when the price moves. So we're going to take these, and we're going to combine. We're going to take these three high probability systems and. Uh, we're going to utilize technical analysis procedures uh, to determine the market environment we're in. We're going to learn to create a trading plan uh, that's custom designed for the situation. Then we're going to add in some trading psychology to help you follow the plan. And then we also have a section on lessons on to help you make live trades as, as efficiently as possible. So their execution, you know, how to use the uh, best execute trades. So, you know, one of the questions I'm asked with this is, is this directional trading? And the answer to that is no, it is not directional trading. We are using technical analysis, but we don't use it to, to try and predict direction. What we use it for is to create high reward, low risk dynamic income trades. And it's, we use a comprehensive analysis procedure to determine when and where the best place is to locate our risk at any given time. You know, every trade you go on, it has a certain amount of risk. And if you can place that risk in an area where it's not likely to be exploited, given the current market conditions, that gives you the opportunity to make a whole lot more money in what's more likely to happen in the marketplace. And we're going to give some demonstrations of that. But here's some uh, challenges I hear when I talk to people about technical analysis. You get, you get the answer, uh, well, I don't understand it. And I've also heard, well, I've tried it before, and it doesn't work to determine direction. And if that's your belief, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's not a problem. First of all, we are not trying to determine direction here. We're just utilizing it to help us with our probabilities. And in the program, we teach you how to utilize this technical analysis and how to do the technical analysis as an income trader not as a directional trader. And there's a big difference in the way you're going to use it depending on what you're trying to do. So the, some of the benefits of using technical analysis are you can avoid entering trades that are destined to lose. You can avoid placing adjustment points where we're likely to get whipsawed. You get better trade execution on entries, exits, and adjustments. And it helps you to more quickly and more easily recognize when market conditions change. And this is one of the most important factors. There are technical points where the where meaning of where the market is uh, or the meaning or the sentiment of the market shifts. And if you know these points, you can adapt to those shifts quickly and dynamically, even if you're in the middle of a trading uh, cycle. Okay. And that's what we're using it for. So when we deal with technical analysis in the M21, we are looking at support and resistance levels, price patterns, price pattern targets, market cycles, moving average extensions, cross-index analysis, multiple timeframes. And we use these to determine the, uh, the high probability opportunities that are present in the market as well as where the risks and dangers are most likely to be uh, located at any given time. And then we create trade plans that are appropriate for those conditions. 
I'm just going to kind of skip ahead, but uh, you know, we use when we do technical analysis, we look at price patterns, price pattern targets, support, resistance, and channels. We look at them in all four of the major indexes. We look at them in the Russell, in the NDX, in the SPX, and the Dow, because you'll see if you do this regularly, the, all the indexes, although they don't always move in the same direction at the same time, they're all correlated and very like 98% of the time. But basically, we look at the long term on all the indexes. We determine where our, uh, what our price patterns are, where their targets are, what our channels are, where we are within the channels, where we are within the cycles. And then we, we zoom in a little bit to the weekly time frame. We do the same thing. We do the same thing on a daily time frame. And a lot of times, we'll even do the same thing on an hourly time frame. So we have a very, very good idea where we stand within the marketplace. We, uh, and once you understand how the technicals normally work, you know if, it, if the market's acting normally or if it's acting abnormally, right? If it's acting normally you can, and you understand it, we trade larger. If it's acting abnormally and we don't understand it, we trade smaller. If we are looking at the, the market and the risk is particularly high, in other words, we really can't enter the market in, in with good opportunity, with low risk, then we trade smaller. If we're in a marketplace where we can enter the market with you know a good opportunity for profit and low risk, then we tend to trade larger. In other words, that we're using uh, the probabilities of how well the market is reacting to the way it should be, along with uh, the probabilities of our trades. So one other thing we use is moving average extensions, right? Uh, how far from the moving averages are we, or how close to the moving averages are we? Uh, with the 2050 and the 200. And then also we do something called a maximum run cycle analysis so that we know where we are in our run cycles. We know how, how big the cycles have been lately and we know where we are in those cycles. So all this information, we take it all and we, and we uh, from all the four indexes and we put it together to make up a story of where we believe the market is not likely to go and where it is likely to go given certain certain circumstances. So what we're going to do is we set up if then ladders. Basically, you know, you might have a situation like this here where we're, you know, where we're in you know, this essentially is almost a sideways range. We're producing a cut pattern in development, right? I mean, several things can happen. It, it, we're in a daily channel. It can hold the channel. If it holds the channel, where is it likely to go? Right, and we and we and we bring in not only the channels but the targets for our price patterns and our maximum run analysis to determine a spot where it's not likely to go over. It would be very very improbable for it to go over a certain point, right? And, we, and we'll run that. So where's it most likely to go if it holds that? Where's it most likely to go if the channel breaks the cha breaks the up channel but then breaks resistance? Right. Where is it most likely to go if it holds resistance and it, and it reverses? And we'll, we'll bring up you know, three, four, five, six of these scenarios. And we'll determine where, the where it's probably not going to go and where it probably is going to go. And we'll start coming up with statements. And you know, if, we, if we look at the market and we say, well, there's a fairly higher than normal probability that we're going to be between 860 and 880 at expiration, then and during that time the move of the market should really be between 810 and 890 we can set that up for a big win scenario in our trade if uh, we're wrong on that and the market goes more than expected right we go to our next expected range and we say well if it's between 790 and 945 we want it to be able to hold that and win something 
And then we say, well, if it did bigger than that, you know, we want it to be between 760 and 945 and survive. And then we outline our losing scenario. A lot of people have challenges without outlining their losing scenario. The reality is I don't care what trading strategy you use, you have a losing scenario. And if you go into the market without realizing that, that's when people start doing stupid things. They start trying to um, tr trying to make the trade win and hoping it'll come back and you know, really start deviating from their plan and so forth. It really helps, no matter what you're trading, to define your losing scenario so you know it's there. You know when that happens, it's time to go. So I come up and we make up all these, uh, what our trade design specs are. And once I have this, you know, people are always ask me, what's the best trade? What's the best trade? Well, the, reali the reality is I can't say anything trades better than another if I don't have an objective or a goal, right? And once we, once we have a clear objective on what we want to create here, it's really simple if you understand, uh, you know, butterflies and condors and stuff like that. It's really simple to create a strategy that is going to do well, okay? So I might come up and I might do something like this. Well... Uh, if, 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 if that was my statement, uh, I make an entry plan. I say, I'm going to enter the market a certain way, and I want to determine my profit expectations based on what I know about positioning. So here I, is an example of entering in what we call an M3R position. This is one of the positions within a rock strategy. And I know if I enter in an M3R position and the market stays in this range here, that I should be able to make 10 to 15% in here. If I go out here, this is my win scenario. This is where I actually think the market's going to be. So I set up an adjustment strategy that makes 15% here. If I go outside my yellow range, I drop my profit target. If I go outside my orange range here, I drop it to almost, you know, basically, if I get anything, I get out. And if I go over my my red lines base, essentially, I, I lose. And that doesn't mean I sit in the trade until maximum loss. I mean, it's very realistic. I might cross my red line and be $10 up on the trade or, or $50 down or break even or whatever. But this is where I did not expect the market to go. It shouldn't be here. The market no longer makes sense. I'm out of it. I'm not going to play with it. Same thing to the downside. Also allows me to roll this position, position back and hold it because I'm not trying to win if the market goes under here. I'm just going to let it go. So I'll come up with an adjustment plan. It might look something like this. I start the trade as an M3R. Uh, my profit target is 5 to 10%. I get up over this area here. Then I scale into a rock trade. That cranks my profit target up. And uh, I have the strikes I'm going to scale into. I already know what they are if we happen to get there. In other words, my whole trade's planned out. Uh, I know it's going to happen if the market reverses. And I'm going to go back into cat position. I'm going to drop my profit target. If I get up in here, I know I'm going to be in bearish butterfly expiration guidelines. And I know what strikes I'm going to be in. If I get here, I know I'm exiting. And the same thing here. I, I will roll this back to 800 if the market comes down. If it reverses back up, I roll back to my initial position and resume my plan. If it, but, but if it continues to go down, I'm not rolling down further. Uh, I'm holding it until it loses or comes underneath this level. And again, if it comes under the level, if I'm at break-even, I'm at break-even. If I'm down 5%, I'm down 5%. I mean, I have the max loss in place always. But if you plan this out right, you won't hit your max loss in between the red lines. So anyway, we make the plan to um, – uh, we make our adjustment plan. And then we basically trade the plan. Now, we're not trading this plan now. But what I'm going to do is – I'm going to go through, and this is why I wanted to get here fairly quickly because there's a lot of trade stuff I want to look at. Um, 
we're going to try and go through 818 to uh, 17 to 218, 18. And I'm not going to make an M21 plan because an M21 plan by itself is going to take several hours the first time you do it, especially if I have to explain it to somebody. But what I will do is I'm just going to take a look at the, the general market conditions in the Russell, and we're just going to talk about the bearish butterfly in the M3 and show you how I might modify this to deal with specific situations. So I'm just going to hop up here to our charts and take a look at this. So let's just pretend it is uh, August 18th for a minute. And, I'm and I want to enter a trade. One thing I can notice right away is I have a very clear support level here, right? This is without looking at anything long-term or anything like that. And like I said, I'm just taking a very cursory look at the market. Um, I'm obviously at a support level. Does that mean the market's going to bounce and go up? Absolutely not, right? I don't know which way the market's going to go. Uh, a good trade here would be an M3 or a bearish butterfly. It could be either one. Uh, I know because this is history, I know the market is actually going to be going up here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend as if I'm concerned that the market's going to break down and it's going to break down really hard. If that's the case, if that's my thought, then I'm going to enter this as a bearish butterfly. And if I break support, then the bearish butterfly, I can roll down to you know my next support point, which is 1275, and then I can then I can develop a plan from there. If the market bounces though, and I enter as a bearish butterfly, I don't want to continue to follow the bearish butterfly plan. Because if the market bounces from here, if I'm looking at what's going on, I'm getting a, an expanding range to the upside. In other words, I'm getting harder and harder bounces off the support level. So if it bounces, it's most likely, most likely to bounce to at least 1450. And if I run my maximum run scenarios of 160 points off of 1350, uh, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see this up at like 1460, 1470 or higher during the trade. I don't want to be in a bearish butterfly trade if it's going to go to 1450. I might survive the trade, but if I do, I'm hoping that the market's going to stay still close to expiration enough to get my money back. In other words, I'm going to be in really terrible shape if that actually happens. That is not the high probability trade if that support level holds. So I'm going to change my plan. So instead of when the market goes up, instead of scaling into a bearish butterfly, I'm going to flip into an M3. And I'll trade the rest of the trade out that way, unless, of course, the market comes back to support, in which case I'll flip back to a bearish butterfly and, and do the whole process over again. So if I'm going to do that, right, I might set up something like this. I might go into October, and you'll say, hey, it's 63 days expiration, a bearish butterfly, 56 days expiration. There are no specific rules here. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to be following the concept of the bearish butterfly. In general, if we get down to 10 points over our long strike, right, we roll back. In general, our add point here, our add point here is going to be what? It's uh, 1380, right? Those are our trigger points. And I'm generally treating this like a bearish butterfly, but I'm not overly concerned about entry date. I'm not overly concerned about the exact delta. Um, we're just we're just utilizing this positioning because this is what best suits our opinion at the time. Okay. Now, if I did this and I just kind of skip forward, right? I go 10 days to the 28th. Now what happened in the market is what happened in the marketplace. If I go to the 28th, which is here, we didn't break down. We had a bounce. 
And at this point, I'm at the scaling point of my bearish butterfly. If I look at this, the I, I'm looking at it, like I said, I'm looking at a potential move up here over 14.50. I don't want to scale into a bearish butterfly at that point. So I'm going to convert to an M3. Now, when I convert to an M3, I go from 10 contracts to 30. When you start doing trade conversions, you do not convert by planned capital. You have to convert by maximum loss. So if my maximum loss on a 10-lot bearish butterfly is 15000 I want to trade a $15,000 uh, M3 position into this. So I'll come into something like this. Now, if we follow the plan here, you know, so now I'm basically trading M3 guidelines. Again, I'm not being overly specific about it, but I'm, I'm in general following the guidelines because I'm taking into consideration what the charting is at the time and stuff like that. So I'm generally going to follow the M3 guidelines at this point. And I'm just going to go trade to trade here, right? So we had a roll-up. We had a, uh, the market went up into here. We ended up having a roll-up. I go to the next trade. Okay, we, let's see, where is the, where's my little dot? I don't know, it's missing. I think the price is up here somewhere. If we go into the next one, yeah, there's the dot. If we go into the next one here, right, the price came up into here. I'm running into delta problems by standard M3 guidelines at the edge of the tent. So I, I'm just kicking back my delta, and I have several trades and important points to make, so I'm just going to um, skip through this relatively quickly. Hopefully we have time for questions. All right, so I go a little bit further, and... Right, same scenario. The market's going up and up and up here. Cutting out my delta. It's September 15th. If I look at my charting, we'll just show what the charting did here. Right, not not really a surprise on what it's doing. Right, this is normal. We kind of expected to move up into this up into this range here, 1450, 1460. So um, let's If support helped, right? Right, so we, I think this was a roll-up. Right, we get way outside the tent, we roll up. Typical M3 stuff. So now I think we're about resistance, right? We're about 1440. I think we might go another uh, 10 points into the resistance zone. If the resistance level holds, this should be fairly good, right? We should back off into the 10. Everything should be fine. Uh, if it doesn't hold, then we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not I'm not depending on it holding, but I'm not really switching positioning here either until I want to, until I see how the market reacts to this particular level. So let me just go to the next trade position here, the 24th. Uh, this is just again. Oops. It lost a call uh, if I take the, the trade off. This is, uh, again, uh, just another uh, a delta adjustment or possibly a vega adjustment. Notice I'm positive vega. When an M3, I don't want to be positive vega. I don't allow myself to do that. Uh, I have a roll point by M3 guidelines at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Actually, not till 1470, so that's fine. Um, I will hold positive vega in M21 trade if I'm at a supporter resistance level because we're likely to get a fairly large move off of that. We don't always get moves off, uh, big moves off a of support or resistance level, but we often get, um, uh, but we often do, right? So it's probable 
that we're going to get a move off of there. So we're just kind of digging into this uh, level here. And if I go to the following day, right, this is what happens. We get a 28-point breakout type of move off of the, the, uh, off, of, off of the resistance level. That's not abnormal. But we end up way out here. Right now, if I'm just a regular M3 trader, I'm probably going to roll up on top of the position and I'm going to fight this thing into expiration as we get close to expiration. And, you know, if the market really takes off, maybe I'm going to lose if I get a big move or whatever. Right. That's the scenario I kind of put myself in if I do this. And if I look at the charting, right, we just had a significant breakout here. I can run a price profit. I can run a, a price pattern target off of this, by the way. Right? I can say, oh, well, this broke out. I have a cup and handle. And I can put a price pattern target here of, say, uh, 1560. I also can look at my maximum runs. In other words, I'm thinking, how far is this going to go now? Right? This is very bullish if you're a technical trader, if you know technical analysis at all. This is a very bullish scenario. And a, a technical trader would expect this to run to 1560. The other thing I'm looking at, though, is maximum run cycles. How far does the Russell usually go? Well, realistically, the Rus only ever, I mean, historically, it's very, very, very improbable that we're going to go more than 160 points off of our support level. And our support level is about, seven, about 1360 about, right? Uh, or, or our bottom is about 1360. So 160 points off of that's like 1520, right? So I can mark out around 1520. This is where the top of the market is likely to be. Now, that would actually be pretty good if I stayed in my trade and it leveled out at 1520. But that's not the highest probable trade I can be in at that point. That is um, something that, that may work out, but it's a little bit on the risky side, now, especially when I start coming into expiration. So I'm just going to scratch this out. I'm going to take my $4,000, and you know it's not what I was looking for, but the market didn't do what I was expecting either. I was expecting the market to go down. So I scratch out of this, and I come over into a bearish butterfly. Now, I am expecting the market to rise. I had a bullish breakout, but I also have the cycle top at 160. 160 points up, like 1610 or something, or I'm sorry, around 1510 or so. So it's, there's a very high likelihood that the market's going to range sideways at that point or, and, and actually come down and potentially retest our support level here at 1450. And until that happens, a bearish butterfly is a decent uh, position to be in because I have, in other words, I'm allowing risk up here because I don't think at this point, at least on entry, Right, things trade change as the trade goes along, but I don't think on entry that it's likely we're going to go much higher than that. So this is what I do. I enter here. If we go to our next trade, right, I did a scaling. We got to an add point. I scaled in. How come I scaled in this time and last time I went into an M3? Well, it's really simple. Last time, I'm down here. I have a potential move up into here. Now I'm here. My potential move at this point, I'm there. Right? If I did this calculation here, I'm 160, maybe a little bit over 160. And even if I go, you know, you know we, we, we go by market resets too. This is a market reset. Sometimes I go 160 over that, but rarely will I go 160 in even 60 days. So even if I go with here, I'm still 120 points up. So the market is extremely overextended. And that being the case, I'm comfortable allowing some risk here for a little while. 
if the market resets again, I'm no longer comfortable with that, and I will switch positioning, and you'll see that. But for now, I'm perfectly fine here. So what ends up happening in the marketplace is, let me just go a couple of trades. Well, I'll go one trade. Is we come up into here, and a significant amount of time's actually gone by. I know this goes fast, but a significant amount of time's gone by. In other words, we've ranged sideways for a while. If we go to October 17th, right, this is what the market did. I would have expected it to actually probably pull back down to 1475, possibly retest 1450. It's being pretty persistent. It's not coming back for me. But now enough time's gone by where I'm starting to get concerned that this is going to take off on me again. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily want to stay in a bearish butterfly plan at this point. I want to start converting this to an M3 to deal with that. And you're going to find out I'm actually wrong, but but this is the concept you want to follow because I'm doing the higher probability move. The higher probability is it's going to go up. So what I'm going to do is I cut this back. And now if you do go size for size, I'm pretty much within M3 Delta guidelines now. This is just, I, all I did is convert to an M3U. That's all I did. Okay. So here I am um, in this position here. More time goes by, or I guess the next day we get a bounce, right? I do a little more, right? See, I, I just, I, I pull back a little bit more. And here I am. More time goes by. And, I, and I'm continuing to do this. Whenever I'm hitting essentially M3 guidelines, I'm cutting my delta back. Because I'm this is an M3U trade. And this is this is where I'm going with this. So and then I go to November 6th. So you've now at this point made the conversion into the M3U. Right. I mean, essentially, I'm in an M3U at this point, and I'm just, right. uh, and I'm just staying in the position for as long as it's relatively safe to do so. Right. Mm -hmm. We have a $15,000 profit target on something like this, but you know, the market didn't really do what I expected it to do. So I might be a little, I might be okay pulling the trade at this point. 11 days to expiration, up up 9,000. It's in other words, I know I don't try and force profit targets. I just say, what's my probability at this point? Mm -hmm. But you know, there's really no problem with the trade either. But, you know, you guys know if you've been with me for a while, I like to exit trades when they're essentially they're not problematic uh, rather than when they're in trouble. But uh, if I stay in this and I go to the seventh, we get a substantial down move. So let me go here. And I know this day on the chart, it is here. So we get a substantial down move at this point, right? So we're kind of holding holding resistance, pushing resistance, pushing resistance. Finally, the market gives up and it comes down. Um, likely, we're going to get a move to 1450 at this point. Um, I could exit the trade if I'm too concerned about it. Uh, I'm not going to generally roll the whole position at this point. It's just I mean, 10 days to expiration. What I'm going to do is what we call a Texas two-step. We cover this in APM squared. Um, we would just roll back the upper wing. So I'm going to take this upper wing. I'm just going to roll it back and run into something like this. This, if you... If you superimpose it, if it allows me to, no, I guess it doesn't allow me to do that here. Um, this gives us a lot more room to downside. It takes total risk out of the position. In other words, I'm, I'm virtually scaling out of the position at this point. The position is much smaller than it was. Uh, if I take this off, the position was, what, 50-something uh, thousand, right? And now it's uh, now it's down to like 30,000. Um, so I can do this. I'm comfortable in this position. 
uh, at this point. If I want to run it another day, then uh, you know maybe I get a volatility relief, which is actually what happened here. I get a volatility relief. You know, if I have a fifteen thousand profit profit target on seven days expiration, I mean, this is really the third opportunity I would have had to exit the trade. I'm generally going to want to do that. Now, it turns out if I stayed in the trade, I probably would have done better with what the market actually did. But that's not the highest probability choice. So I want to get a little further from expiration. I just shoot out into an M3 35 days to expiration. If we look at our charting, November 10th, um, let's see where we're at. Ah, so we essentially came back down to our support level. That's expected. To me, the most likely move here is back up, right? So we're going to come down. We're going to break back up and go higher. Why? Because we've been in an uptrending market, right? We're, we're, we're uptrending, uptrending at this point. That's the most likely move here. I don't know that this is the best positioning to go into, but this is what I actually went into um, when we look at our, our live positions. But this isn't a live trade but because uh, we can't show those. But live positioning, this is where I actually went. Um, mm -hmm on this move. I'm not quite sure why I did that. I think a better move would have been a, uh, an M3 further from expiration, uh, 70 days, but I probably decided to play out this time frame a little bit. So um, here is just a standard M3. Uh, notice that it's small. Hmm. It's not a $150,000 position. It is a, a small position. Why? Well, I don't like the pricing. I don't like the T plus zero line profile. I come in here, there's times when you, if, you, if you've been an M3 trade for a while, you know you go in. There's times when you go in and you get a very nice T plus zero line profile and everything looks very high probability. There's other times where you come in and things look crappy. This is one of those times where the volatility and a T plus zero line just happened to line up in a way where it didn't look very good. So, you know, if, if it's not looking very good, you can drop your size down. Right? There's nothing, nothing against that. There's nothing, nothing that says you can't do that. So I stay in this for 10 days. Um, the market starts to take off. Right? Not overly surprising. Yeah, I move forward. We run into yet another up adjustment. Okay, so we're just doing our normal up adjustments here. I go for, further to the 28th, uh, and I bug out. So let's take a look at this move. We're at uh, November 28th. We're in an M3. We're 17 days from expiration. We were hanging out near the top here. We blew up 20 points. Notice the pattern. I think this is the third time this has happened to us. And it's the third time I didn't stay in the position and go on top of the market. Because that's not my highest probability move at that point. If I look at my charting and I go to November 28th, right, I had a little bit of a breakout here, but this looks like a false breakout. So if I'm in an M3 here and I get a little bit of a breakout, I'm not really calling that a breakout. I'm actually more protective of the downside. I'm going to tend not to roll up. I'm going to tend just to try and keep myself in the, the straddle position. In other words, near my long strikes, slightly over my long strikes where I want it. And a couple days go by, and then finally, boom, it pops, right? So this is the breakout. This is where I, I may, uh, this is my positioning. This is the same thing that happened last time, mm -hmm. right? Same thing. I don't want to 
play this out on top of the market with a breakout like that. I might be better off, but it's not my higher probability choice. So I'm going to come in here, and in this case, um, a bearish butterfly. So if I come in here, and I scratched out, by the way, right? So the position ended up being at a $211 loss. No big deal. Right. No big deal. It's just, it's just a scratch out. It's like, well, the market didn't do what I wanted to do. I'm not going to try and force it. I'm not eager to make, I, it's not like I have to make $5,000. You know, I just don't want to, I just want to stay in the highest, best position I can be in. This is no longer the best position I can be in. Let's move into something further from expiration. Um, uh, bearish butterfly. Why? Well, if I take this breakout target, I have at this price pattern, I have a target of 1560. If I take this price pattern, I have a target of a slightly over 1560, about 1570. If I enter a bearish butterfly now, uh, or what the price is most likely to do at this point, I mean, if it fails, it's probably going to fail hard. If it, um, if it goes up, it's probably going to level out at 1560. I'm okay taking on some risk here. And even if it goes past that, I have some crazy um, resistance up here in the 1600, 1610 area from, uh, from some other things going on. So if I know that, then I'd be comfortable you know, taking my bearish butterfly position here. So if I go forward in this, Essentially, nothing happens until December 15th, which is a very long time. Um, if I go to December 15th, the market's been going up. So let's just go to December 15th, and let me just look at my situation relatively quickly. Right, so I believe this is probably the 15th. No, this is the 18th. So this is the 15th here. The market has been sitting sideways for a very long period of time. If I know anything about the bearish butterfly, I don't like it when the market sits sideways for a long time and until I'm like 30 days to expiration and then it takes off. I don't have any range in the bearish butterfly at 30 days to expiration. So that being the case, I don't necessarily want to stay in that trade anymore if the market's not going to break down, particularly if it's at a support level. And if it goes up, it's likely to maybe bounce higher. So again. At that point, I'm going to convert back over to an M3 position and trade out the rest of the trade that way for as long as that works for me. So I do that 35 days to expiration. We go, what, uh, another, uh, 13 days. Market's still pushing the upside. Uh, right, Pretty much normal investment guidelines on an M3. Let's go to the next trade. 3rd of January, right? I'm pushing higher uh, in the position. I go, so I'm just, I'm just adjusting up, adjusting up, right? Another up adjustment. I'm basically, I'm taking off my risk here. I'm not in a bad position. Even though I'm close to expiration, I'm not in a real bad position right now. In fact, I'm in a fairly good position. I can withstand a fairly big down move without too much trouble. Um, and this should be fairly stable at this point as long as I keep my Vega up. So not overly concerned there. I'll go to the next trade. Right, here we are. Um, it just goes up a little bit. Again, we're just making gradual up adjustments as we're getting closer and closer to expiration. I go to my next trade. Right, again, um, 
I, I'm just cutting the risk, cutting the risk, and pretty much by M3 guidelines. Um, I go to the 11th. Oh, look at that. I get 25-point up move. See, that never happens near the end of the trade, right? Isn't this like the third or fourth time this has happened since we started this? <laughs> okay. I am eight days to expiration. I'm not going to go in and fight this thing. I have 20, I'm moving 25 points at a time. Not going to happen. What's happening in the charting? What is the actual date? It is the 11th. Oops. Let me go to the 11th here of January. Right, boom, we had our breakout. Same, does everybody notice a pattern here? Same thing, cup and handle pattern, range sideways a little bit, broke out. Mm -hmm. Okay, this isn't a, a surprise that the market does this, okay? Um, and I can, I can play this. So, um, you know, what do I like here? Well, I like a bearish butterfly. I mean, 60 days, I'm up. Uh, well, this is a little bit more than 60 days, but 60 days is probably right around here. You know, I'm up substantially. I'm coming into some major resistance in the market. Also, if I'm looking at the other indexes at this point in time, um, middle of January 2018, if you looked at the SPX, the SPX had no price pattern support. It was accelerating up beyond reason. There was no reason for the market. So, I, so I'm overextended a little bit on the Russell. I'm extremely overextended on the SPX. I'm extremely overextended on the Dow. I'm extremely overextended on the NDX. Bearish butterfly, bearish butterfly, bearish butterfly. There's no reason to be in anything else at this point, mm -hmm. right? It's screaming at me that this is the, the, the trade that I want to be in. So I come in here and I switch over and I don't go into February, right? I'm in the January trade. I don't go into February. That's too close because I have to be really right in February in order for my bearish butterfly to work. I end up getting a lot of gamma. Um, you know, my range of, of a bearish butterfly trade uh, where my accuracy needs to be dead on. Now, if I was if I was dead flat accurate that this if I was dead if I was like positive that this was the top of the market, then I'd be I might be in February, but I'm not positive. I don't really know, so I just scoot out into March. It doesn't matter if I miss a month, as long as I'm not taking big losses and I'm making the wins, right? So here we are here, and realistically, this never went up enough to scale in. The market never exceeded 1610 at my entry point time. Um, if you know, if we go all the way into here, say the 29th, um, we never really had the trigger. We got that down to $1,600, not a big deal. And if we come into February, I mean, it really wasn't a problem at this point. We had the, the down move here on the second, we had the down move here on the fifth, which did trigger an adjustment. Right, so we have the down move on the fifth. It triggers an adjustment, and we um, we adjust back to at the money. Typical bearish butterfly downside rules. And if we go to the next adjustment, we sit in this for ten days. Uh, we get a bounce in the market. So let's look at February fifteenth for a minute. Right, we go to February February fifteenth. 13, 14. It's right around here somewhere. So let's look what happened. We had a break of support in the market. We rolled back. 
um, I guess on the fifth, right? Because we went, we we blew way past our adjustment point on the fifth. We rolled back on the fifth to add the money back into here somewhere. Now, look at this. We came into our support level. Our support level held. Now we're bouncing. My expectations is it that there's a fairly high probability that we might go all the way up to 1600 here. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but the market certainly has the power to do that at this point. It has a power to go to about, uh, let's see, if, I, if I'm looking at this, I, I'd say the market has the power to go to about, uh, about 150 points off of this uh, before it runs sideways. That's 550, 660, about 1610 to, to, to the new highs. It has the power to do that. So I'm not going to want to ride a bearish butterfly all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. I'm going to want to um, switch over. So I switch over, right? M3 positioning. Now, if I get back down to the support level again and I'm concerned about a short break, I might switch back into something else. But um, but this is this would be a plan, you know, for this. And you know, if I go to the 23rd, there are no adjustments to the 23rd. Uh, actually, I got out of the trade, right? So here we are on the 23rd. I'm up like $6,100. I'm still 21 days to expiration. But again, you have to take your environment into consideration. What's the highest probability situation at this point? And if I'm looking at this um, on what date is it? If I'm looking at this on the 23rd, I know the market is making huge moves. Right, this sucker is going up and down a hundred points in a, in four or five days. So, you know, I don't want to get too close to expiration. And a lot of times, I'll just scratch it out at a decent thing. I'll go further from expiration. That's what we did here. So we just scratched it out and went further from expiration. That's fine to exit that position, right? So we're we're at a uh, adjustment point. I think I went into, um, yeah, bearish butterfly again for April the April position, which then went into an M3, which then got blown out to the upside, which um, ended up taking a loss of 200 bucks on a $15,000 max loss trade. And then we went into the following month, which actually ended up being a really good profit. So that's the objective of the system. If you can, you take small losses and you go for the big profits. Uh, that's That's the whole the whole theory behind it. So that's probably all the time we have. And I don't know if you have any questions or anything or if you want it or, or what you have for time, Seth. But. Well, we have a few questions and I think you've got a little time to answer them, John. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, well, that one was way back. So I'm not going to re really deal with that. Um, someone's asking, is no rock trade? What would you have to see technically to go into a rock trade? It's a good question. Right. So technically to go into a rock trade, I want to I want to see a situation where the market's likely to run sideways for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Right. So 2013, we did a lot of rock trades. I tried to keep the rock trade out of this particular example because um, of time constraints and I wanted to show multiple months. And the reality is, is you can do this. You can if you in other words, if you had the M21 training and you knew how to analyze the market and you knew how to build trades, you can literally do this with any type of trading. You can swap from a bullish vertical into um, a bearish vertical. You can do scaling bullish verticals. You can do broken wing butterfly stuff. You can you know, delay adjustments on broken wing butterfly or increase the broken wing butterfly adjustment speeds. So the point is, 
you know, the, the positioning you use, you can use a lot of different positioning um, depending on, on what you think. But if, if I were to determine that the market was most likely to stay range bound, I'd be very happy to go into a rock position because I can, I can get my, my profit loss up really quickly at that point. And I would be position sized appropriately. So, um, right, I'd, I'd position size myself down to 20 contracts um, if, if I'm doing the normal $15,000 profit thing. Okay. okay. And that really actually was the only question, John. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's the system. It's, it's, you know, the, the program, it provides training on technical analysis procedures to determine your market environment on countering. It teaches you how to create trading plans, custom design to get the most out of the given market situation. We talk a lot about trading psychology um, to help you reduce stress and follow your plan. And we, and, you know, we do technical analysis training, like I said, and training on trade execution to help make live trades as efficient as possible. And we give you the training trade planning sheets. We give you lots of examples and a lot of other stuff. So it's yeah. re really fantastic way to really boost the probabilities of your income trades. The final couple videos are an actual workshop of traders uh, that were at SMB when we filmed this a number of years ago, um, going through the whole process of um, setting up trade plans. So you get some right. you get tons of examples, um, you know, through the, it, it's not just theory. There's a lot of examples and a lot of, practical um application of the concepts so yeah um, yeah so it's a it's a it's pro, it's by far the most extensive comprehensive thing john's ever done and he's done some pretty comprehensive things for smb i should say um mm -hmm. and um it's uh it's a really really impressive course and uh so what i'd like to tell everyone is that we have a special opportunity for Seth we might want to note too that we you do we don't train you on the M3 specifically or the rock specifically yeah or the bearish butterfly it's assumed that you know those yeah those. yeah we're going to get into that in a minute yes okay. right. that's right. right yeah I wanted to uh, um, point that out so um, what we're doing until December 18th um, is that we're offering the M21 strategy at really great prices and let me show you what we're doing um, the M21 course itself, which teaches you uh, in far more elaborate version than you just got in John's one hour presentation, which was amazing. He got that far into it in the, you know, in the whatever 45 minutes or an hour he had. But it go, you go full bore into each one of these concepts. There's 10 on demand videos. It took us a better part of three days to take this, if I'm not mistaken, John. And, um, yeah, I don't yeah. remember exactly how long it was. We had a, it was we a, had a whole group of people that came and flew in from all over Canada, Florida, et cetera. They all came into our offices and, uh, the, the, the group was together for three days. Um, we filmed the whole thing and, uh, it's 10 on demand videos, 490 slides. Um, and that whole thing you're getting, normally you would pay 1875, which I think is a heck of a bargain to start with. We're dropping that to 1475 until December 18th, so two weeks from today. And, and as John just mentioned, precursors to this course are the M3, the Bearish Butterfly, and the Rock. Um, it's going to be hard to understand the program if you don't understand how the strategies work. And so we offer the all four, the M21 and those three combined, Rock, M3, and Bearish Butterfly, normally 5840. We're dropping that to forty-four ninety-five for the 
uh, first half of the month of December up until December 18th. Now, suppose you owe the M3 or, or you own the bearish butterfly or you own the rock or some combination of those, but you don't, you know, if you own all three, then simply buying the M21 course is appropriate for you. If you own some, but not others, we have a way to handle that. We've created packages. Um, and let me show you uh, an example of the packages. So what you would do is you go to smbu.com slash M21. And everyone attending the webinar, by the way, we're going to send you this recording. So, um, but take notes if you can right now, smbu.com slash M21. You click on this button. Yes, I'm ready, which for some reason I'm not, it's not. Oh, yes. There you go. And then when you press on that, it takes you to all the packages. So, for example, uh, you want to purchase the M21 course alone. That's $14.95. That's because you already own the M3 Bearish Butterfly and the Rock. If you don't have any of the programs, you don't have M3 Bearish Butterfly, Rock, or M21, that's what we're giving this tremendous uh, $1,300 break off of uh, until December 18th. Now, let's say you own the Bearish Butterfly and you want to get the other three. You're, you're excited about what you heard today. We're dropping that from $48.65, which is what it normally is, to $39.95. Same if you own only the M3, which a lot of people do, but you want to buy the rest, we're dropping that from $43.45 to $34.90. If you own the Bearish Butterfly and the M3, which is a popular combination that people will have, then you're going to want to buy the Rock and in order to be able to understand the M21. So you want to buy both. We're dropping that from 3370 to 2690. So even if you didn't understand all those packages, I know I went quickly. The main thing you want to understand is to go to smbu.com slash M21. smbu.com slash M21. As I mentioned, the, the um, discounts expire on December 18th. And um, it, while, you, while you're there, we have a previous uh, Options Tribe meeting that John did, I believe it was last year, on smbu.com slash m21. So you can kind of get an even better feel for the course by watching last year's webinar if you'd like. And we're also going to send you a recording of today's webinar. So you'll have both of that, those uh, for your consideration. So, um, John, okay. When was the last update to the M3 program video series? I, I did a fairly major one in 2016. I, I think that was probably the last large one we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Albert. So that's the answer to that question. So, uh, John, I know you, you're going to need to go and I'm really finished uh, with this. So folks, again, uh, uh, m slash M21, you'll get all of these different options. It's obviously the most, uh, you know, sophisticated market neutral option strategy you're going to see out there. I've been doing this a long time. There's nothing like this. Uh, it's an absolutely spectacular amount of information and spectacular uh, structure for you to become successful as a, an options trader. So um, finally, I want to mention next week on December 11th, Doc Severson of DocsTradingTools.com will be here to talk about fractal energy trading where he talks about his theories on when the market is about to make a big move or when it's not about to make a big move and option strategies that are consistent with those two scenarios. So um, that's next week. Doc Severinsen of Doc, DocsTradingTools.com. He'll be here to talk about what he calls fractal energy trading. You'll hear all about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, John, great presentation as always. I thank you very much. 
take care, everybody. Remember, the market's closed tomorrow because of uh, President Bush's funeral. Um, and uh, then it's open again on Thursday. I'm sure Thursday will be an interesting day after the big drop today. Be fun and games. Fun and games, indeed. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week for Doc Severinsen. Thanks again, John. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Good night. Take care.